Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to kick off with Dirt and Spray. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to the Super Bowl again. And Nick Sirianni in his second season has taken this team to the final game of the season. Good! This game is over! You can't doubt the Chiefs! You can dislike the Chiefs! You can disrespect the Chiefs! You're gonna have to deal with the Chiefs! This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Super Week with Dirt and Spray on 1080. I still haven't processed it. I still can't believe it. The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Spray on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Good morning. Happy Thursday, everybody. How we doing? How we feeling? What is happening? I learned something today. <laughs> What'd you learn? This kind of surprised me, actually. Uh, what do you got? Do you remember, um, I want to say it was a year, maybe two Hell, maybe three at this point because COVID's whacked out my timeline of things. Yeah, it's all blurred. Do you remember the the uh, the John Oliver episode? Because I know you're a big John Oliver guy. I watch him. I don't watch him as religiously as you. Sure. But you remember the episode he did <laughs> when he was making fun of the fact that Donald Trump's family name is actually Drumpf, <laughs> and they changed it. I do, I do remember that. Yeah. Right. You remember that episode? I do remember that episode. You know there's an all-time legendary football player whose family did the exact same thing? Ooh. I'll give you a hint. Okay. I have not seen this story at all. All-time NFL quarterback. All-time. All time. Current era, former era. No longer plays. No longer it's plays. It's a retired NFL quarterback. All-time stuff. I'm trying to think of like a cool quarterback name that would be greatly hampered by changing the last name. I would, John Elway to me is an all-time quarterback name. John Elway sounds like a Western hero. You know, now I was gonna inter- I interrupted you there, so I'm sorry. But I was gonna say I wouldn't say it hampers, but now I'm hearing it in my mind, and I know what you mean, and it kind of does. Kind of hampers it a little bit. A little bit. Okay. Well, I, I'm, best quarterback names that John Elway's on the near the top. That's Joe Montana. I mean, right? Joe Montana. Yeah, that's as good as you could get. Yeah. 
Terry Bradshaw is a pretty good quarterback name, I would say. Too old. Too old, okay. You're going, going too old. Going too far back. Including Montana and Elway? Am I going too far back there? You nailed one of them. It is one of those two? Yep. Oh, so it's either Elway or Montana. And it ain't a John. Really? Joe Montana's family name is Joe Montani. His family moved from Italy in 1865. <laughs> a lot of families did that, yeah. And felt like they had to change it from the I to the A to try to fit in better. Well, I'm glad that they changed it because Joe Montana is a better American quarterback name. My then, family did this, too. I was a Jonsson. A Jonsson? A Jonsson one that came over from Sweden. What is, what is like, how do you spell that? What's the difference I there? I don't know. That's a good question. And I don't, it's very similar just with a, you know, uh, Scandinavian slant on it usually there's there's an extra n there's probably an n maybe it's an o like with a couple of dots J-O-H-N-N-S-O-N-N on it or something n n s o n n or something well we we have a we have a, americanize yourself yes. we, we have a very close fam- i would call them family friends right they're like borderline family but they're just friends you know that you're really <laughs> tight with mm-hmm. we had this the uh, a couple weeks ago the the mom was texting my wife and she was talking about her daughter, and she called her a nickname. And it was something to the effect of Hephany. Uh, uh, Hephany? Like, or it, it, it was like a reference to, it sounded like she was body shaming her child. Okay. <laughs> and I read that, and I was like, whoa. Okay. okay. Like a heifer? We're going down that road? Kind of, yeah. All and, right. and I was like, wow. I found out two days ago, because my wife brought that up, and I was like, did you mean to? Call your kid that? And she laughs and she goes, I'm Mexican. The H is a J. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife's like, oh. oh. And I said, I'm not. I, this is the most white American male thing you could say. I do feel like, though, you should like specify H with a J sound. <laughs> because otherwise you're reading it and you're like, oh, what? What that, did you just call your kid? That didn't sound right. Yeah, that, that doesn't really fit. Joe Montaney. I am so glad that he changed his last name. Montana is, I mean, it just, that's such, Joe Theismann is, is another one that got texted yeah. in. That's a good quarterback Thiesman. name, too. Thiesman. He was originally Thiesman. Yeah, but you got to change it. Thiesman's no good. Yeah, it doesn't rhyme with Heisman when you're it, in Notre Dame. Exactly. You need to be Joe Theismann who won the Heisman. Wait, wait. 100% true. He was at Notre Dame, and it was Thiesman, and then he became good, and he was like, it's Thiesman? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's like the Brendan Fraser thing I shared. We've been calling him Fraser, but it's Fraser, <laughs> and he's just rolling with it. Now he's like, yo, can you say my last name right one time, please? We'll have some fun with pronunciation guides today that Swigard emailed us because there's two players the Blazers have that I've never heard of before, and I'm not even going to try and say their last names. Well, but I, tr- I tried. This, this happened, I remember you know, doing the – One of them you should have heard of. You've heard of one of them. I mean, kind of, maybe. He played in a national championship. He yeah. was point guard. Okay, cool. Wow. I, mean, I, I just put pooing a I, I major mean, I, accomplishment. Does he need to be excused from <laughs> today's am, show? I, I, I am kind of pooing that. His first name is Ryan. <laughs> What's his last name? Go ahead, sound it out for me. Archie <laughs> Diacono. Yeah, I don't remember him at all. Villanova. Nice job. Thank you. Yes, Villanova. Villanova. Okay. Who were the other players on that team? Who were the good players on that team? What, Brunson, Hart? Oh, like, maybe that's why I don't remember him. That's right. I mean, he was kind of like your pro. He was a Bobby Hurley, you know? He was 
good. Oh, yeah. You probably I remember got too Bobby much Hurley. attention. I remember Bobby Hurley. Wow. Yeah, I do. You poo-poo yeah. and Ryan Archie Diakono, huh? <laughs> I am a little bit, yeah. A little bit. That's where we're starting is the Chris show. Is Chris Jenkins still on that team, or was he gone? Uh, I think Jenkins was on that team. Who was the dude that hit the, the walk-off? It was Jenkins. That was Jenkins who was, hit it. Was Jenkins. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I don't remember Arch Diasis or whatever the hell this guy's wow. team is. He's not a pope. <laughs> I, don't <know> what, <laughs> I don't know who the hell this player is. But we had that on the Winterhawks broadcast. There was a player, uh, Henry Jokiharyu, who is now in the NHL. And he was a defenseman for a year. And at the start of the year, they sit down with European players and they're like, hey, how do you want your name to be said? Like, how is it well, not said, but how is your name pronounced? Because you can go different ways with that. I think he was from Finland or something like that. And so he gave her the pronunciation at the start of the year. Like 30 games in, he went to people in the organization was like, actually, you're saying it wrong. And they were like, we're saying it how you told us to say it. We're not, we didn't make this up. He was like, no, it's actually pronounced this way. Mm. And then like 20 games later, he changed back to the original way. So during the season, I think he was only in Portland for one year. He had three different ways. It was either Jokey Haru or Yoki Haru. It's kind of. I mean, I, it's I like don't a hard wanna... J or a soft J, yeah. back and forth. I don't want to be mean. That's really annoying. annoying. It's like it's a little annoying. It's annoying, like, especially pick... as a broadcaster. You're like, how do I say your last name? I'm I'm just trying to get the information from you. Yes. I'm not making this up. Pick a name. Pick a name. What's your name? <laughs> Any name? Take a name. No, but um, Wright Thompson wrote a piece. Wright Thompson writes a piece, kind of perk up a little bit. That's true. And when you write one about one of my all-time favorite football players, you got to read it. Yosef. And it's it's a really good read. I'm I got like two paragraphs left, but man, it's a great read. You know what he does now? He just he's an investor, and he 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 basically. I know uses, he's hawking Guinness. I know that he uses his. Uh, it's like the way he taps into his competitiveness. Like there's a there's a blurb in here. It's it's really sad, but it's also like one of those random things you find out, and you're kind of like, hmm. I don't need to know this, but I'm glad I learned this. There's a blurb in here about athletes who struggled with getting past the athlete thing. And a lot of guys lose their way. And Joe has found his way into investing. He's got a firm that, you know, they find all these companies. They put some money behind them. Boom, they blow up. They make a ton of money. Like, they've made a ton of money with this company he heads in the Bay. There's a blurb in here about Mickey Mantle. Do you know what Mickey Mantle did when he retired from baseball? It was really sad. Mickey Mantle used to get hammered, which I sounds think right. A lot of sports fans kind of knew that's what Mickey well, Mantle did. Well, that's why his career was not as long as it might have been. Mickey Mantle used to get so sad that he would drink and he would go to his car when it rained because he used to think that sitting in his car and sitting in silence as he cried sounded like fans cheering. That's maybe the most depressing thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I thought the same thing, and I was like, that's kind of a randomly, weirdly, oddly cool thing that I learned about an athlete. I mean, it's a cool fact, but it's really that's really sad that well, you were that low down after. I mean, I get he that. was an alcoholic. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sure. The alcoholic, the yeah. alcoholism did not help. I think it made him more depressed. <laughs> I, I, I have you, to to think about a professional athlete that reaches that point, and that's your whole identity. Like we've gone through this with Brady the last couple of years. I mean, Brady, didn't, he didn't know how to walk away. He lost his family because he couldn't walk away. Do you away. see who helped him walk away? Who helped him walk away? There's a report out there from one of the tabloids that... Uh, his new 21-year-old girlfriend? No, Giselle. Ah. 
I'm telling you, the theory's the theory's real, man. I think they're going to end up together again. I mean, he's going to try and get her back. That's yeah. the whole reason he retired. I think so too. If he's if there is no hope of getting her back, he probably plays for another three seasons. He's already done an interview in which he said, "I can still play." He's he's already done that. He well, said, "But now's the right time to walk away." I think he is done. I know you and millions of people don't believe him. Hold it, hold it. But he has not been very concrete in the post-retirement stuff. Like his Let's Go pod, when he was asked, he basically danced around just outright saying, no, it's over. I'm done. He Never was like, again. Yeah, I know how I feel about football. <laughs> and it was like, that's not the an- That's not an answer. <laughs> Joe Montana's been in the news a lot lately, too, because that dude is all over Super Bowl week. And he is, he's given, like, I, I, I have a strong level of petty in me. I, I don't forget when I've been wronged. Like, we, we hold on to certain grudges in life. Hearing Joe Montana still holding on to a grudge on the San Francisco 49ers for moving on from him to Steve Young was fascinating. I mean, that was 30 years ago. And he did an interview about Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy and Trey Lance and what they should do at quarterback. And he said that Jimmy G should be the guy. He's proven it. And that Brock Purdy only won because he was handed a team. And then he added on top of that, he was handed a team like somebody else I know that was handed a team. Wow. Like, that's a strong level of petty that still exists. And I feel like the petty should go out the window when Steve Young wins a Super Bowl. Like, if Steve Young never won a championship, you could, like, you idiots, why did you move on from me? I won you four. He never got you one. He clearly won. Like, you could try and make that argument. Steve Young won a Super Bowl. So, and also Jimmy Garoppolo was handed the same team. I think that, that argument makes no sense. Do you think the petty is just, hey, I, I became who I became and you owed it to me to let me ride this out to the end? Pro- probably. But to still hold on to the petty, he goes to Niner games. I, I know, I know. I just, I felt like that was 30 years ago and you could tell there's still a bee in his bonnet about them moving on from him to Steve Young. Well, you know, part of that is I think his background, you know, his high school coach hated him till he died. Did you know that? his I, high, did, I did not know that. His high school football coach benched him because he refused to stop playing basketball and participate in the offseason program. <laughs> and I guess Joe's dad was pretty hands-on dad because he, he realized his son was really good at the sport. And so his dad would kind of get in his ear a little bit, and his coach hated it. And his coach hated it so much that even when he went to Notre Dame and then he went to the NFL and then he won Super Bowls, his high school coach would do interviews every year they were in the Super Bowl and he would basically put a quote in Sports Illustrated that said, this whole town hates him. <laughs> and one day, Joe Montana, it was like their third Super Bowl, Joe Montana saw the quote again, called the guy and said, yo, why are you putting this out there? And the coach goes, because you sent our quarterback's coach a signed picture. I never got a picture. I never got it. And Joe goes, you never asked. Do you think I just hand people photos of myself? Come on, Joe. Set them all out. He ended up, I think, making up with him. He was at his Canton Hall of Fame speech, and okay. he later died. But, like, his high school coach <laughs> held on to that animosity. So it's not surprising to hear that it kind of got passed to Joe. Yeah, it kind of did. It's just a little, like, you're Joe Montana, man. <laughs> you don't need to have animosity. People consider you the second greatest player of all time. Some people still consider uh, you the GOAT. It's Joe Montana, man. He's the greatest linebacker I've ever seen. Which makes that joke even funnier. Even funnier. It was closer to his actual family's name. Joe Montani. It's not Joe Montagna, you idiot. I don't even know if I'm saying that pronunciation right. It's Italian. How would you say that, Swag? I'll, I'll go with that. I, I didn't see how it was spelled. It's so. Montana, but with an I instead of an A at the end. Montani. 
Yeah. I'm yeah. saying that the right. The eyes are ease yeah. in yeah. the rest of the world except the United States. <laughs> well, it's a good piece. If you like Joe Montana or you just like all-time NFL quarterback go. pieces written about I them. Might, uh, I might dive into that Sunday morning as I'm avoiding Ooh. Super Bowl pregame. I could be watching waste management, but you can read while you watch golf. Put well, the, yeah. Put the puppy bowl on like I'm going to do and watch with my daughter. Although I will give her this and we'll go because we have a lot of NBA to get to today. Yeah, thank you, NBA, for uh, not forcing us into Super Bowl nonsense any sooner than is necessary. It was nice to wake up to a big trade. I was like, oh, well, I put my phone down at the wrong time. For my mentals, I'm glad that happened after I went to bed. I was out, man. I, I passed out, and I, that, was, that was an interesting one to wake up to this morning. My daughter is obsessed with the Puppy Bowl, and when she hears me talk about the Super Bowl, she instantly puts together the Puppy Bowl's mm. coming. She has found the roster. She's picked her favorite dog. You guys got to put lines on the game. Who you gonna say? On? Can you wager on the puppy bowl? On the labs or the retrievers? It's time like, for a little going? math lesson from. Uh, I think so. From uh, little household yeah. bet, five bucks. BetQL on... host Brandon Sprague. <laughs> uh-huh. I do have people over on Sunday, and I have these 13, 14 year olds coming over. We gamble. I teach them what gambling is. Let's go. go. Take their to. lunch money. Exactly. That's what I try to do. Although they took some of mine last year, so <laughs> we'll get to some football. Yeah, I am that bad at gambling. Leave me alone. Uh, We'll get to some football. We'll talk about it with uh, Ken Barkley, our our guest. He's going to join us at 8. He's going to be live from uh, Glendale, Phoenix, wherever the hell they're set up. Uh, and then at 7.30, we got Sean Hyken of RoseGardenReport.com. He'll join us because we have a lot of things to get to. Dos Minutos is not going to be a traditional Dos Minutos today for obvious reasons. But let's get it going. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this Thursday. On the- Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. Happy birthday to one of my all-time favorite actors. Joe Pesci is 80 years young today. Happy birthday, Joe Pesci. Love me some Joe Pesci. He was the one reason I was excited for The Irishman. Just to see him again. That movie wasn't very good. It was way too long. Way too long. And uh, it was great to see him again. God, I watched that on a flight from Korea to Seattle. (laughs) Nine-hour flight. Took up half of it, at least. (laughs) It felt like it did. That movie sucked. 
I don't know if I'd go sucked. I didn't think it was good at all. I was like, eh, what did I get from this? This is a worse version of Goodfellas. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. It the, got a lot of hype. The trailers and the story and the actors and all that, you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be incredible. Part of it was the length, too. When you have a movie that, that that's that long, it can overshadow good things that happen throughout it. It was like one of those, hey, even guys like Martin Scorsese, yeah, they need editors. <laughs> they do. Somebody's got to tell them no. Marty, no. You know, um, it's interesting. I said this a couple days ago, and I go to bed last night, and I wake up this morning, and I – do what every American does that they probably shouldn't. I open my phone when I wake up. First I, thing in the morning. What did I what did I miss? What what happened to the world? Remember when you used to wake up and not wonder what's going on in the entire world and you could see it within your hands reach? You could just grab a cup of coffee, look out, just get ready for school. Breath of fresh air. Yeah, you just hey, did you hear what happened? No, what no, happened? I'm out on the loop. Where'd you see that? Well, I saw it in the paper. <laughs> I remember those days. I am that old. Now it hits you over the forehead like a two-by-four the second you wake up. I read a study right after New Year's, because, you know, it's New Year's, you want to change your life, and the study said something of, like, I think it was 68% of Americans, first thing they do when they wake up is check their phones, and then it was it was followed up by a doctor saying that's really bad for your eyes and for your, like, processing, you should wake up. Take a couple minutes, walk around, get yourself going before you dive in. Actually wake up before you realize that a major yeah. trade in the NBA happened and it wasn't including your team. And after I turn my alarm off at 3.55 a.m. every day, I rub my eyes that are barely open and I open Twitter and I'm like, what's happening? And it's not a good idea, but today it was because I found out there was a big trade. And I said a couple days ago on the show, Dirt, I don't know if you'll remember this, I said the NFL is going to get 100 million people to watch this Super Bowl. That they will. This is our religion. Football has defeated God. I don't mean to offend any religious people out there, but it's a fact. Go look at the numbers of people that go to church versus the people that are watching football. It's insane. And the one thing I think football loses this week is they are on the same timeline as the NBA trade deadline. People don't watch basketball the way they once did. But sports fans consume this part of that sport, maybe the most, because we've been conditioned to. And it's funny that we're here on a Thursday. We're three days away from the Super Bowl, and I feel like you and I, we come in and we're like, tomorrow, a lot of football. We'll start getting into this game. Trade. Something happens. Last night, I thought the same thing. I thought we'd have the Blazer trade to get to, and we will. We had some other NBA stuff we can mention, and then we'll just have mostly football. Trade. Wake up. Kevin Durant's gone, and I do wonder, the NFL's going to get the eyeballs, but I, don't you reconsider having the Super Bowl this week where it's Thursday, man, and every national show it's been LeBron scoring record uh -huh. or NBA trades? Well, the, the, that I think is the, the important point. Yeah, adding the LeBron thing in there, was a, that was a once-in-a-lifetime change of headline, right, and, and a change of attention for sports fans that you're not going to get on any given year. What I will say, though, about the deadline is I actually appreciate having it the week of Super, the Super Bowl because I get exhausted and fatigued by the Super Bowl every year because you have a certain level of that first week off where you want to talk about it, you want to pay attention to it, 
and but you don't want to do too much content on it because you know there's a whole another week to go. But it's hard not to. You're excited. You're coming off the conference championship games. We're looking at the matchup. We're making our picks. You know, formulating our opinions on how the game's going to go. So it's hard, but you try and hold as much stuff as you can. But usually, like Monday, Tuesday, you want to just start diving into it, and you got to kind of let it trickle slowly. This year is totally different for me. I'm like more excited now than I've ever been for the Super Bowl because we haven't been. We haven't had the content shoved down our throat for two straight weeks. It's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. It's like a nice little reward at the end of the weekend, which I'm fine that the Super Bowl is that way. There's only so many different ways that you can talk about a game, so many different angles that you could break down, so many different matchups that you could point to. And I feel like we've been through a good amount of them, and I'm like, I'm ready for the game now. But I actually love having the distraction a couple of days ahead of time instead of just doing the same regurgitated NFL Super Bowl takes. Is is the Super Bowl something where, obviously, if your fandom's involved, you care a great deal, but is the Super Bowl something, and I'll ask both you guys this, Swag, your, your thoughts too. Is the Super Bowl just a unique experience or game where there's like, there's only so much to say. Yeah. It, it's kind of just, let's play it. Yeah, I, I, the Monday after the Super Bowl is my favorite show of the year. Because it's essentially three straight hours on one game. And we all watched it. Like, we do things on this show from time to time where we'll bring up a game or a match. Like, you don't know if everybody watched it or not. Like, some, there was something crazy happened in the NBA last night. Let's talk about that. We were all watching it. Okay, that's cool. What percentage of our audience was watching that? Maybe 10, maybe 15%. I love the Monday after the Super Bowl because 100% of our audience watches. Everybody watches the Super Bowl. We all have takeaways on commercials, halftime show, the game. Like, I, I love that show. But I'm with the lead up to it. Like, nah, there's, just so, there's only so many takes that you can have about a game. Swag, I love that my co host just openly said, What percentage of our audience <laughs> watches sports that we talk about? 10? 15%. We're doing a show for the 10 to 15%. You're damn right we are, man. We're filling you in on what you missed. usually for the 1%. Yeah, so. swags are for the he's swags for the Pilots outliers. basketball tonight, 530 over on 910. I wish I could hit the no one cares button on you, and I can't. <laughs> we don't have a drop. We don't have a drop page. Not yet. No drop That's page. Coming. But what about you? Do you get kind of exhausted with the Super Bowl and how long it takes to get here? Yeah. I mean, part of it this year is you have two teams that are pretty well buttoned up. They've been good all season long. Uh, there's not much nonsense and drama with them. And so it's been relatively quiet, which from a team standpoint, a coaching standpoint, that's what you want. There's, okay, we'll go do the, the pomp and circumstance of the Super Bowl, but there hasn't been any other nonsense. There's no distractions anymore. No, they're any pretty players. well buttoned up. Yeah. Teams were there recently, so they know kind of what the modern Super Bowl setup is and how the schedule works and all those sorts of things. You're in Glendale, so you're not in Vegas or New Orleans or somewhere where you can. Hmm. I mean, you can always NFL guy. You got money. You can always find trouble if you're looking for trouble. But Scottsdale is fun. It's you're not tripping over it the way that you are in some other places. I mean, an Eagle player was arrested and kicked off the team. That wasn't for something that happened at the Super Bowl, though, was it? No, no. It was. Okay. I think it was back in PA. But I mean, that happened right as the sexual Super Bowl. assault or something. I mean, I'd say the biggest story of the NFL thing in the last two weeks is that Michael Irvin was booted. Yeah, he he got in trouble in Glendale. That's been the biggest controversy so yeah, far because I would say so, yeah. these are two really well-run organizations and yeah. I you know, I we'll get into football, I promise you, but I just yeah. it's interesting like how distracted 
Yeah, I love it. I the you sports know sports world is bad. I think I I I think yeah, this is well the NBA moved the trade deadline a couple of years ago. It used to be after the All-Star break, which was weird because guys would go to the All-Star break in one team and then they'd get traded and they it was just awkward. Well, the NFL schedule changed as well. They and the NFL schedule changed too. Yeah. So the NBA moved theirs up before the All-Star break. The NFL added a week and shoved everything back. I don't know why the NFL doesn't I mean, they don't care about creeping on anybody else's turf so the fact I, I would expect them maybe to go back to starting the season labor day weekend mm. um yeah I, I think that'd be a good idea they're gonna win the rating battle that's not even a debate yeah. but like i mean if college football and their non-conference games yeah. everybody wants or almost everybody wants a cupcake to start things out then there's What's the point? Well, let's let's, let's get to it. This is usually our Dos Minutos segment we get to next. This is going to be a different rendition of that. So the intro will play. It will not just be two minutes because we got to dive in. We got some pretty big trades that happened yesterday. The Blazers had a trade. And so we'll dive into all of that coming up next. Sean Hyken at 730. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. The alley She spoke to me and she said... With this gift, you will win fourth place. It's time for Sprague's Dos Minutos Basket Blue Balls. <laughs> I'm the greatest man in the world. Woo! You're right, Bob. Destiny. Oh, I'm so happy. I can't even feel my arms. Where Sprague has actually two minutes to talk as much NBA as he can fit into, uh, the shot clock. Come on, man. I'm an excellent athlete. Look, I broke this on playing for you. No, you broke it playing with me in the driveway. You can't even make a layup. On Odyssey and 1080, The Fan. Two minutes. All right, welcome back in. Usually this is Dos Minutos, and I have two minutes to rant and rave about the uh, association. But I, that will not be happening today for obvious reasons. No, you still have three timeouts left. I think we're going to go about an hour, an hour and a half maybe on the NBA. I uh, I can't believe I woke up to that huge trade. I woke up and I said, are you kidding me? Yeah, I actually saw it right before I was Did you? off. The yeah. Raptors got Jakob Pertle last night. <laughs> Wait, are you serious, Bob? 
Oh, you didn't see that. I honestly didn't even see yeah. that. Yeah, the Raptors. I've been so like, sucked into a portal. Kevin Durant <laughs> vortex that I did I did not see that. What did they give up for Jakob Pertle? I broke the Jakob Pertle trade. You did. He just blew my mind. Well, they traded him before KD. I thought you would have saw that one. No. Well, I, I, I was in bed immediately after the Blazer game. I was tired last night, and so I sent out a tweet, and I was like, all right, that's it. I'm done. And so I didn't see anything last night. I woke up this morning, and my timeline is filled with nothing but Kevin Durant takes. Yeah. And so everything else was blocked out, man. Uh, the Raptors got Jakob Pertle back, so they drafted him. Yes, they and did. And they said, yo, we can win a championship. We get your ass out of here and get Kawhi Leonard in here. Jakob. Jakob went to San Antonio. He has since developed even more from where he was. He's become a very good center. Yes, would have been a great trade partner for the Blazers. And the Raptor fans are kind of scratching their head. Like, what does this mean? Because they traded for Jakob Pertle, and they gave the Spurs, Kime Birch, a protected 2024 first-round pick, and two second-round picks. Hmm. It's a bit of a buyer trade more than it is a seller trade, which is... We need Why? the Brian Windhorst meme. What, is this, what does this mean? What does this mean? They're looking to give him an extension, this? so they brought Jakob Pertl home. And okay, all right. That was the big deal in the NBA yesterday. It's the only deal that needed to be talked about. Nothing else happened, man. There was nothing else that took place last night. No depressing news for Blazer fans at all. Did you see in live? I saw this live. Did you see in live when Josh Hart got traded? I saw when they showed the replay of it on the on the broadcast. You saw that? But I didn't see, I, I don't know if they had action on mm. in pregame when he was warming up, but they eventually showed it either in the first quarter or second quarter. Yeah, but the reaction. Oh, yeah, I didn't see it live. I was still cleaning up from dinner. and It was crazy. So Hart's out there. He's warming up. In fact, my brother-in-law was a diehard Blazer fan. It was fan. like five minutes before they yeah. went to line. He was in the layup lines, yeah. yeah. He was set to start. They had to change the lineup. And he finds out on the court, like, yo, you got to get off. You've been traded. He goes and, you know, daps up his teammates. He sees Dame, and he says something to Dame, and I don't think Dame didn't really hear him, and Dame, like, kind of laughed and was like, wait, what? Huh? And then he said it again, and Dame's face was just like, what? And then he just ran off, and that was it. Gary Payton starting. Here you go. Go play a basketball game. <laughs> See you later, Josh. I have a, I have a take on this. Uh, I think the NBA, because this sucks for the players. People, ooh, players, poor them, millionaires. I know. But it actually does suck. There's a podcast about this where players talk about what it's like to be traded. I think the day before the trade deadline, the trade deadline itself, and the day after, the NBA should stop playing games. I'm okay with that. I mean, because honestly, my first thought, I turned on the game, and you're like, wait a minute, because I wasn't on Twitter at the time. And so I turn on the game, and I'm like, why isn't Josh Hart in the starting lineup? So I had, I had kind of missed it. I was unplugged for a couple of minutes, and then it quickly dawned on me, oh, wait a minute, something happened, and I need to I need to get to the bottom of this. What do they trade? What do they get back and all that? My other thought was, why is Joe Cronin sitting courtside? You got stuff to do, Joe. What are we doing? Sitting next to Jody. Go get up in the boardroom and make a couple of deals, man. Make some magic happen. And then I realized, oh, okay, well, he's already made a trade. All right, we'll see what. And I don't, did he return for the second half? Because I didn't see him in the third quarter and I didn't pay that much attention later in the game because the game was good and it was fun and it was back and forth. But I know for, for at least for the first half, he was sitting courtside. But I'm with you. Give him a couple of days off. Let him kind of take, you know, take a step back, make the trades, move to a new city if you need to. Do you not think those guys can sit at their seats and no, still? No, no, no. Man the phones, Joe. I want you manning the phones. <laughs> Always be closing, ABC. Do you think of Brad Pitt and Moneyball when yes. you think of the way these go yes. down? Yes, you sit next to Jody's not getting squat done. She's talking your ear off about elephant bones or whatever weird crap she's uh, into. See, I would Get out of there. There, go make a trade on his phone. That like, would have been great. Yeah, the call and then leaning over to Jody uh, and say, uh, 
tax bill? Are Luxury we in? tax? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Showing him the phone? Mm-hmm. And then she would that probably That would go, be much better TV. She'd probably go, where's Bird? I don't know what the luxury tax is. <laughs> what do I do with I've this? never heard of this player. I don't know. Is he any good? I want to know how many trades, if any, how many trades do you think have been executed via text the way breakups and relationships have happened? I would say probably very few. Like, is there a, is there a text string I can find, for example, between Joe Cronin and Masai Ujiri where they're texting and they're like, yo, I'll give you this pick and Yusuf's bum ass now. I want OG. Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> you got to wait dot, for dot, the dot, response. Dot, dot. Like, I want to know if a trade has happened via text ever. And you set it up via phone afterwards, but in the moment, it's like, yo, let's text this trade out. And I'll call you later. See, I actually think it would be the opposite if I were if I were guessing as a GM. I feel like the preliminary conversations happen over the phone. Hmm. Like, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I can give up. Here's kind of what we're going after. And you say, okay, let's noodle on it. And then maybe you, okay, what if I throw this in? And you can just, like, do that via text because that's easier to convey your message. I, I would say people roughly our age, you're 34, I'm 36, and a little younger. I would say... Most of people our age or a little younger are at the point in our lives where somebody FaceTimes you and your immediate reaction is, I'm not answering this. No. And you respond, why are you FaceTiming me? Text me. I want to know I want to know if there's a general manager right now that operates that That's way. That young like why are you calling me? Just text me, you old dinosaur. We can text this out. And then I imagine a Jason Swigard age general manager coming and responding with yeah i need a fax yeah i i need a fax we need to map this out on the phone i need to facetime you this is how it gets done (laughs) and the millennials are like send me a letter in the mail please of your intentions at the trade deadline (laughs) okay i want to carry your pigeon who do you want and what it's going to take to get him i think of the andrew luck account the army soldier (laughs) andrew luck account writing a letter dearest general manager of the portland trailblazers i'm lonely here on the old range Oh, and I'd like God. a six-eight guy to be on my in my uh, my wing position. The Yakaporta one is interesting. I, it's hilarious that that's the trade of all the trades that we're starting with. Uh, but for Toronto, it just that doesn't make a lot of sense unless there's another move, kind of similar to the Portland deal. Like you're waiting to see what the next shoe is that drops. But I do know that was one at least that had been connected to Portland. Portland needs another big desperately. They don't have a starting center. They you, we all know they want to get rid of Nurkic. Eubanks is a really fun story, but he's not a a normal five. You need to go get a five. And Pearl was one guy that at least had been mentioned in the same sentence, and now clearly that will not happen. Uh, I'll give you one Blazer take that I might forget, so I got to get it out of the system, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about like some of the bigger trades that happened, although I did find it funny. You didn't see the Yakuza. I did not one. see that at all, no. I'm, I became Blazer fan last night. And what I mean by that is I do not want them in any capacity to trade Trendon Watford. <laughs> oh, God. Is a valuable piece. No? We there or no? I'm alone here. No, 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 we're not there. Yeah, no. He's, he's I thought, I thought we have worked through our psychological problems of untouchable players. He's untouchable. I, I thought we had gotten to that point where we all agreed everybody on the roster should basically be did open for business. you see short arm the uh, six-foot jump hook to I, about I, I, three I did feet? See, I did Stop. See, yeah. Let's not. You point <laughs> like to a minute to go in the game and it was a six-point game and then they almost gacked it away. I did see that, yeah. Every person that's ever played basketball has short-armed that shot once and you immediately know it and you go, no. And that's why I'm not in the NBA. And you watch it airball, and I'll argue this. The free throw gets more attention. I think it's worse to airball that shot, having actually done that, 
than it is to airball a free throw. <laughs> I do. It's the worst feeling in the world when you're about a foot and a half to two feet away and you just throw it up, uh -oh. but you do it so lightly that it just goes up and comes immediately straight down <laughs> without touching a thing. It's an awful feeling. I'm not quite there yet on Trenton Wadford. How dare you? He played well last night, though. He did play small ball five. That was a really fun game. I, I'm glad that the KD stuff happened afterwards because I think my mentals would have been affected watching that game mm. in a level of, dep of depression. But that was a that was a really good basketball game, man. Clay was great. Jordan Poole had an awesome night. Dame was big again, his second career triple double. Like that was a really fun back and forth. Like Golden State would go on a run. You're like, damn it, they're going to find a way to lose this, aren't they? And then you take the I lead. That, yeah. It went back and forth the entire night, and then Golden State just went ice cold in the last two minutes. But that was a great basketball game. And then you remind yourself, oh yeah, their best player's not playing. That's yeah, that's right. <clears throat> well, ours isn't either. Yusuf Nurkic is out of the lineup. Okay, that's yeah. egregious. <laughs> uh, we'll actually dive into some of these trades that happened in the association. We'll get to the Blazers as well. Uh, we have a lot more to get to. Dirt and Sprague back with more on the <laughs> All right, let's get to the, the big trades that happened yesterday because it is not just Jakob Pertl going back to the Raptors. Uh, no, 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 no. There were actually big dealings that happened. The first was the Lakers. How about the Laker trade yesterday, huh? Yeah, this one, I'm going to need you guys to make sense of it for me. Okay. It felt like the Lakers didn't give up a lot, and they got a lot in return. And, I, and maybe the expiring salary was, was a big piece there for Utah, but it felt like they essentially traded Russ in a first-round pick to get three players back. Yeah, so the Lakers, they trade Russell Westbrook in a 2027 first-round pick. That goes to the Jazz. The Lakers got D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley from the Timberwolves, and the Timberwolves get Mike Conley from Utah and some pick compensation. That's the trade the Lakers made. And the Jazz are going to buy out Russell Westbrook, and he's going to head elsewhere. He might stay in L.A. There's a report the Clippers want him. Yeah, and Have fun with that. Look, I've been a Westbrook supporter, but that would be hilariously bad <laughs> if the Clippers did that. I'm with you. I think most of the people that, you know, even the most plugged-in people in the NBA would agree with you. That that feels like... That's a horrible trade. Danny Ainge got absolutely fleeced because he's helping a team that wants to win now. You can say, well, what about the 2027 pick? And he's got 15 first-round picks. I said this with Oklahoma City. I'm going to say it with Utah. Get back to me when you start actually capitalizing on the picks. Now, Oklahoma City is kind of close to it. They've got some good-ass pieces. It's a big offseason for them. It's a big offseason. You start dealing those picks and building around SGA. Stop wasting time. Uh, but I thought in this particular trade, yeah, I thought Utah got fleeced. Yeah, I just because I, I knew Portland was involved in Vanderbilt. And Malik Beasley's name has come up a bunch. Even Portland has you know, considered that, hey, let's get a bench guy that can score and shoot a little bit. Uh, it made sense. It felt like maybe if you trade them in separate deals, you're getting more of a return. But to allow them to be packaged together, and then obviously you have the Russell addition, you know, kind of maneuvering from Minnesota back to L.A. It just it did not seem like a lot. So maybe Utah was very invested in having, hey, let's let's clear out a bunch of cap space in this deal, and and that was a big part of it. A first round pick is maybe more than what some were offering. It sounded like Portland for Vanderbilt was trying to get him for a couple of second round picks and a player, so which maybe, is the the appropriate and that's the price right, for that's him. the right asking price. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't he's not worth a first round pick. The Lakers though in this deal getting three different pieces back, getting rid of a player that they never really liked and never really fit. I know, look, he was a fun story for some coming off the bench. It's just, it's not a fit in the modern NBA. He's not going to help you win a championship. And so to get rid of that bloated contract and only have one future first-round pick and add three role players, I think Russell's would be a good addition. He could shoot better than Westbrook, obviously. You can put him in the starting lineup. Beasley's a good scorer off the bench. And Vanderbilt provides some punch and could be a five or a four, depending on uh, the kind of lineup you want to go with. That was a really good trade for the Lakers. I should add, the Jazz, actually, the part of the trade that I kind of omitted 
committed. They also got Juan Toscana Anderson and sure. Damian Jones, and then the Wolves also got Nikhail Alexander Walker, who was a former Blazer. Yeah, wasn't he? Wasn't he a Blazer? I believe that he went to the Pelicans in that six trade. six weeks or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had him. Uh, so you have that trade happen last night, and then yeah, the big one, the big Kahuna, the big Mama. So the Nets publicly said, we're not trading Kevin Durant, which is an easy tell of, you want him? Come get him. That's how you got to read things in the NBA when they, say the, when they say these things. And yesterday, Kevin Durant got traded from the Brooklyn Nets, so they've officially blown it up with him and Kyrie. They sent him to Phoenix. He finally gets to go to the destination he wanted to go. And the Nets, in return, get Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Four first-round picks and additional draft compensation in Jay Crowder. And I am incredibly jealous. Well, let's get into this. So you're incredibly jealous the Suns got Kevin Durant. I am, yeah. So they're going to do the Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton thing. Mm -hmm. You have eliminated some of your depth because you got rid of Crowder, who wasn't doing much for you this anyway. He he has not been bought in all year. Uh, Bridges and Cam Johnson, so you got some... Two young pieces you lost. Defense, and you've got some shooting that Mm -hmm. you're kind of sending out here. And four first-round picks. You know how I feel. I I take a Rams perspective to NBA draft picks. FM picks. Especially when you're in an all-in mode. Hmm. Because here's the thing. Kevin Durant has three more years left on his contract. He is, before the injury, was playing at an MVP level this season. Um, how, How long will that remain? Nobody knows. Father time's undefeated. Eventually it will defeat Kevin Durant. But he's still playing at a high level, and he probably will once he gets back. You have Devin Booker, you have Chris Paul. If it gets to a point where this thing doesn't work out and you end up turning into the Brooklyn Nets of new Brooklyn Nets of the West and it's a dumpster fire and you can't win playoff series, which I don't expect to happen, but if it does, you can sell off your assets and you can recoup your draft picks. You can you can, you can start over. The Phoenix Suns, because of the Chris Paul trade, because of where they've been the last couple of years, they are in an all-in state permanently until they figure out how do we get that missing ingredient. They have been after Kevin Durant since the offseason. They tried to trade for him when he demanded a trade back in June or July, whenever that was. Didn't work out. He ends up rescinding the request. Okay, you wait, you wait, you wait. You gave up two pretty good young players. Bridges is the the cream of the crop there. Cam Johnson's a good young player. Jay Crowder was disgruntled and was going to leave anyways. And for future first-round picks, again, you can recoup those in future trades to go get one of the top five players in the NBA when healthy or top six, wherever you want to put him. One of the truly elite players in the NBA. This is what Phoenix, in my opinion, had been missing. Um, Devin Booker's a really good player. He's not in that category for me. Chris Paul is over the hill. DeAndre Ayton is a fine center, but he's overpaid and a little disgruntled right now. They needed a number one, a true number one, and now they got it in Kevin Durant. Yeah, there is a bit of uh, you kind of bring the locker room to life a little bit, right? KD walks through those doors today. That's going to be an injection of life, man. Yeah, Chris Paul is going to be like, yes. Devin Booker is going to be like, thank God. Remember Devin Booker in the offseason when he got double teamed and he got pissed? Yeah, that ain't happening anymore uh, once KD comes back. And then Aiton. We'll see about Aiton. Aiton is a wild card here a little bit. I like Aiton. I think he's a good player. I'd love the Blazers to have him. but They might try and move him, too, today. Who knows? Maybe they the might. salary situation is not a fit. Maybe they try and trade him. I tend to, with what you said about F-them picks, you know, I apply this to Lakers because a lot's been made of the 2027 pick, which they just dealt in the 2029 first-round pick. They're only draft assets. And pundits are quick to go, I don't know, man. How much longer is LeBron thing going to happen? Well, probably not until 2027. I wouldn't bet on that. And you can argue the Lakers might not be very good. You're right. I don't think their ownership's great. I don't think the front office is all that great. And they're actually broke. They're cash broke considering some of the other teams in this league. You know the one thing they have going for them? 
the name, the jersey. They can sign anybody they want whenever they want. In 2027, if you told me they signed one of the biggest free agents in the market, I wouldn't be surprised, would you? Despite not having a first-round pick in that year's draft. And that's the thing <laughs> to hold on to if you're Lakers. Maybe that applies here to Phoenix. Maybe Phoenix will start getting something going, and Phoenix kind of becomes Golden State. I don't know. I don't know if yesterday did enough for me to say the Suns win the West. They're the favorite right now. Vegas already propped them up. They're plus 500. They're the second best odds to win the championship behind Boston. Sure. But Mikael Bridges was a good player, Mm -hmm. and you've lost now some 3 and D. Cam Johnson, eh, not amazing defensively, but he's tall, and he can hit threes. That's gone. Jay Crowder was, you know, a piece for you last year, not so much this year. I just I don't know if that team is enough. And the thing about Brooklyn that's interesting that we can get to here in this start the second hour, they got a lot of Fords. And I know a team in the 503 that's uh, you know, maybe looking to get some more bodies here. Is uh, Cam Johnson over at six foot six? Because I'll take him in a heartbeat I if he is. Believe he's six eight, if I'm not mistaken. They're probably not going to move on. Want to move on from Bridges, but I'm calling him and saying, "Hey, do you are you hitting a total reset here? Is this like a total bottoming out? Because if it is, yeah. here's a couple of first round picks and or a one first round pick and a player, and we'll take Mikel Bridges off your See, hands. and if I'm Brooklyn, that's probably the one I don't offer up. I if I'm restarting my situation, I think he's 25. Yeah, I think that's the perfect age for a player to like. Hey, this isn't going to be pretty for a year, but yeah, we had a bunch of draft picks around you in years right. to come. Like, I like. I, I think Brooklyn has taught us nothing is a guarantee in the NBA. Uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden was a, a, a abject failure, and it did not work. And so anybody that rushes to a conclusion, well, Phoenix is now going to win the championship. Like, no, I still think Boston and Milwaukee are the two best teams in the NBA. Denver is a team that I'm not quite 100 percent sold on, but they're 38 and 17. Like, you got to give them the benefit of the they're doubt. Pretty bad defensively. I, I just I've I viewed it through the lens of. Of Portland made a trade yesterday that was like, all right, we've seen a lot of those kind of trades. And on the surface, it's a good little move. You got rid of an asset that's going to leave, and we'll get to it, I know. But to have that kind of trade and then to see one of these goes go down, the kind of trade that Blazer fans have been demanding and begging and asking for for basically a decade, yeah. and to see Phoenix to say, okay, here you go. Here's our two young players. Here's four future first-round picks. Now you're immediately in an NBA championship conversation. I get a big part of this is that Kevin Durant wanted to play in Phoenix, and they it seemed like did him a favor. He had a good relationship with ownership, uh, at least from the reporting that I've read. But it's it still stings, man. It stings to see your team making another one of those, hey, let's take a flyer on a guy and a little salary relief. And here's Phoenix saying, okay, we're going to go try and win a championship. Uh, Blazers making a move, something to be learned from a team yesterday and what they did. And Sean Hyken at 730. Hour two, locked and loaded. Dirt and Sprague back with more on the Odyssey app. 99.5 HD2 and 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.